Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. I'm joined by Andrew this week, just us two this week, but still nonetheless, we're here for the old fan, the new fan and the UK fan. We are back after what's been two weeks of of just so much fun with the NFL games being back in London. We had that year off of COVID. They've come back. We've had two, one poor game, one very decent game, um, you know, with the Jacksonville Jaguars winning the last second field goal against the Miami Dolphins beating them 23 to 20. Their first win since week one of 2020. Uh, they lost 20 straight games and uh, there was a lot of happy fans in the stadium. Some unhappy fans in the stadium as well. A lot of cup controversy out there. Not that we're going to go into that at all, Andrew. But what what a great two weeks that was. I just w- wish it was more often. Well, maybe we can now go to Germany if they get a game. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so much fun. It's a, it's something to look forward to. It's so good being down there with the lads. Uh, it's a good excuse to meet up and have beers together when we don't see each other all year round. So and watch some some great uh, football at the same time. Seeing seeing some of the rookies, despite whether uh, the games were good or not, we got to see Zach Wilson, we got to see Carl Pitts, got to see Trevor Lawrence, I uh, got to see Tua, which um, obviously we hadn't seen yet. So. Um, yes, it's re- it's, it was really, really good. Um, I would like a little shout out for me for Duval for last week calling the, the Jags win. So um, <laughs> that's a, a plus side as well. But yeah, I thought the, the second game, um, the stadium as a whole just handled the game better uh, for me as well. So it was just a lot better experience as well. So that was good. Yeah, definitely the difference of being in the big swooping main stand to the other stand was a stark contrast, the big sweeping stand. I, I know you're an Arsenal fan, but you got to admit, as a stadium for an experience, I know there's people out there with the pub, you know, getting beers and stuff like that. We had our problems with that. It was better the second time round, admittedly. But as a sit-in to watch the game stadium with the atmosphere, it's it's incredible, right? Yeah, I mean, um, that's my uh, dad's first time in the stadium. And obviously I sat next to him for the game and he said like, how does this compare to the Emirates? And I just said, you know what, the, the, way, the way you sit and the angle you sit at for the pitch, it is, it is a phenomenal stadium once you're inside it. Um, so, yeah, I, I just felt, even when we were in the nosebleeds, I still felt close to the pitch, mm. uh, which, which was good. So, um, yeah, I can't knock the stadium for a, for a venue. It is a, a great place to watch sport. We have to admit that also your man is a, is a Spurs fan, so you know he's going to have some bias towards that. And obviously, you Arsenal fans out there, which we have many within the franchise tag. Yourself, Adam, Dan, all Arsenal supporters. I think Ash likes Arsenal as well as her team. Um, yeah, it, you know, all you didn't set guys didn't set fire when you went into the stadium. So you know, it's the whole uh, you wore your garlic and you got through all okay. <laughs> Um, but you know how the show goes, guys. We're going to be talking about two points. Uh, obviously, two of us may talk some general NFL stuff as well, just because there is only two of us here. Big shout out to our affiliate Star Sports Betting. They are linked into our social media. Go on to Star Sports Betting for all your NFL betting needs this year. Some great odds on there. Great guys over there doing lots of specials with the NFL betting. So for Star Sports Betting, go check them out. Great affiliate program they're running with us. Um Obviously, there's a lot of betting apps out there, a lot of betting websites, but Star Sports endeavour to bring the best odds for the NFL all year. Uh, Andrew, we're going to kick off with you this evening, uh, and then we'll move on to my point. And maybe, like I said, we'll talk some general NFL stuff as well. Um, what are you bringing to the table for us to chat about? Well, this week when I was looking at my topics, uh, I had a quick scan through the all of the games, all of the standings, things like that. 
and I didn't want to just go obvious. So I thought I'd go go bold or go home. So um, <laughs> I've decided to put my money where my mouth is and uh, talk about the Colts, who are currently two and four, and how I've seen enough from their offense over the last three weeks to now be confident that if they can stay healthy, um, I think they could push to qualify for the, the playoffs. I think they've got the ability and they've got the team. Carson Wentz now uh, getting it rolling. Uh, he's had, what, three games straight with over 100 passer rating. Um, he's thrown four games with multiple touchdowns with no interceptions, which is type of first in the league. Uh, so we, we're now no longer, they're starting to gel, which they didn't at the start of the season when they came up against some tough opponents in the Rams and the and the Seahawks. Um, they pretty much outplayed uh, Baltimore Ravens for three quarters. Um, and I know we've said on this show a lot when we talk about when the, the Vikings lost to Arizona, that the Arizona didn't win it, the Vikings lost it. But I think when you look at the, the Colts, uh, Ravens game, it wasn't that case. The Baltimore Ravens won that game. The Colts didn't lose it. That was just everyone in that fourth quarter, Lamar Jackson, Claire's Campbell, stepped up and produced the goods. So, but, you know, they did that when I think um, Rhodes and Blackman were both off the field, the cornerbacks, and he exploited that secondary, which was a bit beat up in that game. So, like I say, I think if they can stay healthy, the defense has never been a question. It is good. It was that offense that we were worried about. I think if the wide receivers can get back to, to health and they can sort out that O-line, which has been a bit shaky, uh, been having to move some people around. I do think looking at their schedule, um, they could they could get 10 wins this season. I think um, that is enough to qualify, I think, in that half of the league as a potential wildcard team. And... If not, looking at the Titans' uh, schedule as well, they could top that league. I mean, the next teams up for the Colts are the 49ers, the Titans, the Jets, and the Jacks. I think there's the potential to go out there and win all four of those. I think, like I said, what I've seen from their offense over the last three weeks, I think there's the potential for them to go out and win those four games. I think on the flip side, the Titans have got four difficult games. And the Colts really only challenges, I think, are the Bills, the Bucks, and the Cardinals left. So, yeah, I'm, I'm deciding to go bold on a prediction of a two and four team qualifying for the playoffs. Um, I think it, if, if Titans do continue uh, to produce the goods, I think they're a bit 50 50 at the moment. They either look like they're going to lose or they come out and they beat the Bills. It's one of them. Um, but, yeah, I just think. It's going to be competitive for those wildcard spots because there is some teams still sitting in second place that are four and two. And there is a lot of three and three teams, which are all ahead of the Colts at the moment. But yeah, I've seen enough from them to say uh, they can go out there and uh, produce the goods to get to a wildcard spot and get to the playoffs. And if they are hot when they go into the playoffs, there's always that chance. Because like I say, the last year, the reason they didn't get any further was because... Philip Rivers just didn't have the arm to win that game, uh, win more games for them. And Carson Wentz has the arm to do it. He's got like special game throwing talent to like just, you know, produce that uh, 
60, 70 yard pass downfield and uh, and create something out of nothing. So, yeah, my point this week is Colts to uh, qualify for the playoffs. I mean, it's bold. Like I said, you went, you've gone big and you've gone really for it. Uh, I have to admit, it, it, it was against the Texans. I will admit that. They looked notably better. They look notably better. That defense, like I said, has never been a question. However, it hasn't been the highest peak performance of it has been it, it, from, from what we know it can be and from what players are in that squad on the defensive side. Anyway, Darius Leonard, I mean, he's got multiple interceptions now, I think, um, in the last few weeks. Um, that secondary is starting to look a bit better. Corey Willis is stepping up. Um, they're, they're starting to put good pressure there. It is the offense that has needed to step up. And with all these things, you need to rub the green a bit. You know, new quarterback. It would have been great if his whole offensive line was healthy for the whole year and all his wide receivers, and it clicked straight away. That's not been the case. He's lost his left guard. Quentin Nelson, the left guard, best left guard, best guard maybe, or best offensive lineman in the league um, outside of a couple of the tackles that are out there. Um, he's not played a lot of games. Eric Fisher, they're signing um, from the uh, offseason, who was at the Chiefs, obviously, for a very long time, not featured at all. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's been injured. Um, Paris Campbell's come back from injury. I mean, Paris Campbell had a heck of a game um, against the Texans. Michael Pittman has continued that upward trajectory. Uh, he's he's looking really great. I think their tight ends are very underrated in Ali, uh, Mo Ali Cox and Jack Doyle. Um, seems like one week's one's the blocker and then one week the one catches the passes and then they flip over. They are an impressive unit. They just haven't had to rub the green. And I, I have to I have to admit with you, when you look at the AFC teams and what who would be in contention for the playoffs, they are rising up the board. I mean, they, they are two and four, like you said. And there is empty, there's outside of outside of when we look at the top of, at top now. Ravens are five and one. I think they are going. They're definitely going to go. The Chargers are four and two. They're definitely going to go. The Titans are four and two. Who are Titans playing in the next four games? You said they've got next four yeah next games. four games. The Titans have got some difficult games coming up. They have got uh, the Chiefs, the Colts, mm-hmm. the Rams, okay. and the Titans before they get a let up against the Texans. So you know there is that there is they play each other in that mix up. But you know they're coming off the back of playing. Sorry, that's who the Colts are playing. Oh, sorry, that was the Titans. That's who the Titans have got. Titans have got some tough games coming up. The uh, Colts um, have got the 49ers, the Titans, the Jets, the Jacks. And the Titans have got the Chiefs, the Texans. No, Chiefs, Rams, uh, Colts, Saints. Saints. Okay, cool. That's, that's some tough teams to go up against. That is, that is tough team. Yeah, that is tough. They're 4-2 there. there. Buffalo Bills 4-2. That's the top four spots, obviously. So Titans could easily, like you said, could easily swap with Colts in that division. Yeah, I think there's um, a possibility they could lose all yeah. four of those games and then what, yeah. they would end up four and six. Yeah, well, yeah, that could and, be... And there'd be a I, I think, personally, I think the Titans' run game is so good and I think that I think the Chiefs are actually really underperforming at the minute. Um, the Saints feel like they can be a 50-50 team, but their defence is rocking at the minute. Um, when we look at the teams outside of the top four who go, would go through and win in the division, you've got Bengals, Raiders, Steelers, Broncos, Chiefs, Browns, Patriots above the Colts at the minute. Well, the Steelers, I don't think, are going to have a winning record this year. We already stated that a lot of times. The Raiders now without a, a head coach, that, that that could be rocky for them. We just don't know. The Bengals, I think, have had a good run, have had a good run of wins. I'm not overly confident how far they can go. The Broncos... 
I really like them, but I can see where the losses are. The Chiefs, you can never not say they're not going to be part of it because their offense is just so high powered. But we talked about their defense on the on here; it, it's been woeful. The Browns are having real bad injury trouble. I mean, Chubb, Hunt, Mayfield says he's going to play Thursday, but that's up in the air. And then the Patriots, I I, I don't think you can. Though Mac Jones has looked very impressive, and I. It's Bill Belichick. He's always going to be in contention. Defense is still good. They still haven't got that many weapons. They're still not that great. Um, so I don't think it's out of the, out of the question that the Colts could do a, a, a real push here. Um, what what more do you think they need to do to, to be able to push that playoff? Is it just worth keeping up with that offense? I mean, T.Y. Hilton being back for them is great. He's a great veteran to have there. He's been there, done that all. But the players do need to step up as well, don't they? I mean, Zach Pascal's good for a touchdown every now and then, but I think he maybe needs a bit more going for him. Um, Paris Campbell definitely needs to show more. What What do you think? I mean, for me, I think it's, it is a main thing is just staying healthy for the Colts. Mm-hmm. They've really had trouble keeping key players healthy. Like I say, I think Paris Campbell's taken another knock. T.Y. Hilton, mm-hmm. although he's back... Um, we're not sure what team, you know, is he going to be questionable most weeks? That O-line keeps swapping around because it keeps getting bumps and niggles. And is Eric mm-hmm. Fisher really uh, that fit as he recovered fully from his injury? Because he's not been great at left tackle yet. Um, so uh, they've got a great run game. They've got three excellent runners. Uh, wow. there, might, there might be two. There might be two. They might, Marlon Max in. Yeah, mm-hmm. they might be showcasing him for a trade, but... Uh, Carson Wentz has really shown that he can take this team further than Philip Rivers. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just a case of keeping healthy. They've lost a lot in the secondary with uh, Shake. So it's uh, week on week sort of trying to maintain the healthy um, structure of the team and keeping players together. I think they're, they really need to start putting that defense needs to start putting a bit more pressure on quarterbacks. Their rush um, game needs to be a bit better. So I think we need to see a bit more out of Quitty Pay. Uh, who everyone was hot on. I think we need to see, yeah, see a bit more from him. Um, and for me, it's just strengthening up that O-line and putting a bit more pressure on the quarterback. And they're the two areas that I think they can really home in on. I think they'll be a, a strong team because that offense, um, for me, has looked fantastic over the last three weeks. I don't think it was their fault for the loss of the Ravens. And then they've destroyed the Dolphins and destroyed uh, the Texans. So, um, it, it looks like that's clicking. So um, more pressure on the quarterbacks each week from from them and uh, a, a staying healthy on that O-line. I think they'll be fine. Hmm. I, I completely agree. Um, I'm going to move on to my point, which does hit close to home with you because it is the NFC East, but it is just basically the doom and gloom of the Washington football team defence. Um, and Another loss didn't look that bad in the first half and then the Chiefs really turned it on. Um, I just don't know where this defence has gone. I have said so many times, best front young seven in net football. Best front young seven. And I've heard on a podcast today, it's the best young front seven in football. It, it's not. It's not anymore because I don't know what has happened. Something has changed with this defence where it's just really switched off. And I don't know whether it's just desire, whether it's the... the the offense not being as high powered. Ryan Fitzpatrick getting his injury, not playing. But we saw Taylor Heineke against um, uh, against the Bucks in the wild card last year, and everyone was like, "This guy can play." And I have to admit, I think the guy can play. 
but I, I know that he's going into a situation now where the offense isn't is incredible for Washington. Has that put so much pressure on this defense to perform? Now, I would expect this defense to be able to have that pressure, to be able to work well and to be able to, to perform, really. They weren't like their offense was good last year under Alex Smith or Taylor Heineke or even when Dwayne Haskins was playing at times. It, it, it wasn't good then, and yet they really stepped up. And it just really, it's it's just really nosedive. We talked about the Dolphins defense last week. I think the Washington one's worse. Um, I mean, the second in the division in the NFC East at the minute, two and four, but the Eagles are two and four and the Giants are one and five. The Cowboys are the top division of five and one. So it's it's no great feat being second in the NFC East at the minute. Not really any year in the last recent years. They've had wins against the Giants and against the Falcons. They beat Giants 30 to 29 and Falcons 34 to 30. They lost to the Chargers, the Bills, uh, the Saints and the Chiefs now as well. I, I would argue the, the Chargers was the first game of the year. So you don't know what you're going to get for that. But the Chargers are emerging as, as a top 10 team. Bills, top five team. Chiefs, top five team. They've played some really hard. Saints, a, a very good team as well. They've played some really hard teams. They've won the games they probably meant to have won, which was the Giants and the Falcons game. Um, but what has happened to this defense? Last year, this was the fourth best def- ranked defense, according to Pro Football Reference, um, in 2020. They were second in, in total offensive yards with 4,873. They were second. This is what's quite funny is we all thought they were great at like the the like sacks and like the pressure on the quarterback, which is true. And this is probably contributes to this, but they were really good in the passing game as well. Like really, really good. They were second in passing yards, uh, fourth in passing touchdowns, fifth in interceptions. Um, and they were great in the rushing game as well. They were 14th in, in rushing game and 11th. So, you know, better than mid, mid-pack, but actually their passing defense was really, really good last year. I think that was helped due to the pressure that the front seven were giving. I mean, there was sixth in sacks, they had 47 sacks. They were 11th in quarterback pressures, second in yards after the catch as well, meaning, you know, they, they, they might be able to get the ball to the players, but the player would stop there. They wouldn't be able to get any additional yards. People like Montez Sweat, Chase Young, obviously being a rookie last year, just were phenomenal. Nine sacks for Sweat, seven and a half sacks for Young. 12 tackles for loss for, by Sweat and 10 tackles for loss by Young as well. And Kendall Fuller got four interceptions as a cornerback. He, he was, they were really very impressive. It's completely flipped. The, these stats are worrying. They're the 32nd best defense in the league over six games. They have their 32nd, they're dead last in total offensive yards with 2,538. They're dead last in passing yards. They're dead last in passing touchdowns. Um, they are. 20th and below in in rushing yards um they only have 12 sacks which is 19th they have 71 quarterback pressures which is second that's the only good stat they have the only good stat um they've conceded 25 plus points in five of the six games and it i just don't understand what has happened they have they have some incredible players on that team they have six first round picks in that defense jamin davis admittedly is the rookie for this year 2018, Deron Payne, Chase Young in 2020, Montez Sweat 2019, Jonathan Allen 2017. They had got in William Jackson, the cornerback from the Bengals, who was the Bengals' first-round pick. So though I say six first-round picks, it's five by Washington. They've acquired William Jackson, who was a first-round pick for the Bengals in 2016. Um, they, 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 we said they need to get better in the secondary. They drafted Jamin Davis. They got in Will Jackson. They bought in David Mayo. Um but it's the whole defense has just deteriorated. And I just don't understand why. I just can't pick out why. It's not like they've played many high-power teams. They've played some good teams, don't get me wrong. 
Um, and I, I don't contribute this to them, to them having their record and to be them be a poor team this year. I understand their offense is no good. Taylor Heineke is not is not it. Um, Fitzpatrick looked good. They lost Curtis Samuel, who they signed in in off season, who was going to be their main second threat next to Terry McLaurin. He's only just got back. Um, so I, I just don't understand. I thought this team was moving forward. Everyone had these teams that this year was going to be moving forward, maybe playoff perennial teams, but teams that were going to take that next step up. The Panthers were one of them. The Broncos were one of them. Washington was one of them. I would argue the Giants was in the conversation because of how what you did with the defense over the offseason was a team by forward step up. Charges a team people forward step up. And they just have not. They are going backwards, if anything. Um, I, I think they will win five games this year. Um, they are playing the Packers. They are at the Packers. They are at the Broncos. They've got the bye week in week nine. They've got the Bucks. They're at the Panthers. They've got Seattle. They're at the Raiders. They've got the last five, which I presume is the exact same for you guys as well in New York. The last five are all divisional games. That is a tough, tough run for your last five games to be in division. That's where the division, your division could be, could be, well, I know it looks like Dallas are running away with it. Your division by week 16 could have completely flipped. It, it, that's how crazy the NFC East and it is how crazy the NFC East has been for, for years now, like I said. But they're against Dallas and at the Eagles and at Dallas and they're against the Eagles again and then they're at the Giants to finish the season. I think they beat the Eagles. I think they beat the Eagles twice. And I think, well, I, I'm i not confident in saying that either. And I think they'll beat the Giants. I don't think you'll stay healthy enough. Um, I think they lose to the Packers, the Broncos, the Bucks, Panthers, Seahawks. By week 12, Russell Wilson's back. Raiders, Dallas, they'll lose to you twice. This team has taken a complete U-turn. Um, I, I mean, they, they finished last year 7-9 and they lost a wild card to the books, 21-23. Um, and 7-9 was a score, we, a record we said from was fair and better than they probably should have been. But I thought that they would have taken the next step up here. This ceiling has just been hit. I don't know whether it's the Ron Rivera coaching, which I really like Ron Rivera. I love the coaching of, of, of them guys. Um I love this front seven, the young front seven. I, I do think on paper it is the best in football. Performance-wise, it is not. I like the, what they did over the offseason. They kept Fuller. They brought in Willie Jackson. They got Landon Collins in. Um, they drafted Jamie Davis, who at the time, we, I, I, though we, we didn't believe he was the best middle linebacker there, I could get why they were doing it. That's why they were weak. If anything, in hindsight, they should have gone JOK, which is a player that we all thought that could be in the shout of, of there. I, I just don't I don't see what's progressing forward. If they get into the, if they're going into the draft at five and twelve, they're what a top five pick, maybe top eight pick. They're going to have to look at quarterback there, I think, because Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't the future, and neither Taylor Heineke. That could change franchise. But you need bad teams offensively can have great defenses, and that gets them going and gets them through it. This is just. I Washington football team, what what where have you gone and what has happened to you? Yeah, I mean, I've got to agree with you. I mean, when I spoke about the Dolphins uh last week, um, I only spoke about them because of the expectation that we had of the Dolphins. I think I did mention that I think Washington defense has been the most disappointing thing of this NFL season out of everything we've got. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, yeah, you, you've hit every nail on the head with all your points. They were all the things that I thought. You can't invest 
that many first round picks into defenders and them not produce the goods after what they did last year. Mm-hmm. It's just not acceptable. They've got the coaching <laughs> that they wanted, Ron Rivera. Everyone thought that was the right person to move that defense, build it, and then move it forward. You know, no one questioned that he wasn't the right guy. There was, I don't, still don't think there is much question that he is not the right guy. But mm. yes, yeah, something's not right there. That that I don't know whether there was a lack of leadership or what on that defense, but. It's not producing the goods. Um, I think, if anything, the offense has probably been a bit more impressive than I thought it was going to be, which is the only reason I didn't bring them up as my topic last week because I've thought, you know, it's just the defense that's that's the problem here. Um, When you talk about the games that they've got left and how many you think they can win, when you're looking at divisional rivalry games and how big a rivalry those games are, Mm -hmm. they're not said and done wins against the Giants and the Eagles. Um, I think um, everybody's always up for them. We saw that when the Giants played the the Washington football team in, in the in the first game, which was won on the last kick of the game. The Giants should have won that game. Uh, if it wasn't for jumping offside, they would have had the win. So Washington would have been in even more trouble than what you're saying. Uh, so, yeah, I... I I think next year, you're right, they have got to invest in the offence. You can't just let it deteriorate every year and just build this fantastic defence because it's it's not it's not going to wash with the big names that are on the side. You know, um, McLaurin and Gibson are going to be going, hang on, you know, how do we progress to move forward as an offence? So, uh, yeah, I think they will next year need to look at offence. There has been uh, a slight decline um, in what's happening with the quarterbacks at college this year, for some reason, the names that we thought would uh, step up and find another gear haven't. So I don't know. And there is a lot of fantastic defenders, uh, cornerbacks, uh, edge rushers. Um, there's some fantastic O-linemen going in this draft early. So will will they look at addressing the quarterback position with what's happened? Has Ta- Taylor Heineke done enough to secure his spot? I don't know, but I fully agree with you that it's it's not acceptable. I think um, when you look at the points they've conceded as well, uh, how can you expect um, an offense to uh, even challenge with that? What hmm. they've conceded 37, 20, 43, 29, 30, 33. You know, if t- you, you need to be conceded, you need to, with the front seven they've got, and like you said, the the stability they've got at cornerback now, you shouldn't be giving up any more, more than your average shouldn't be any more than sort of 17 to 20 at the most, really. Um, so to concede an average of 30 points a game, you're asking a very tall order um, for the offense. So you're not even giving the offense a chance when this team is, you know, people have said uh, championships have been won by defenses. You know, they should be in that calibre of conversation when winning games. You know, when when the Broncos won their championship and, uh, and for Manning, you know, they were saying oh, Manning's being carried by the defence. We should be saying that about about Washington. We should be saying, oh, you yeah. know, offence isn't really getting going, but they're being carried by that defence. We, we, but, they, but, they, but they have. They have better offensive weapons than that 
Broncos team, from what I remember, it's, it's a long time ago now that that Broncos, that Broncos team won it. But Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson, they are some very key. They are very, very, you could argue, uh, you know, top five in league for a lot of them. I think you could argue that. Now, I don't believe that, but I could you, I could see where the argument is discussed that Terry McLaurin could be a top five receiver. Logan Thomas could be within the conversation of a top five tight end. Curtis Samuel could definitely be in the conversation for a second, you know, top end second string wide receivers out there. And Antonio Gibson, for a young running back, is 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 exceedingly good. Um, you talked about leaders. They've drafted a defensive player for every year for for five years now. I mean, isn't that meant to be a leader? Paying Young Sweat Allen on that defensive line. That that's meant to be that. And we saw Young last year. Young was yeah. Young was a leader last year. We saw him how he, much yeah he was and he was the captain at Ohio. There is there is value in taking the captains from the college teams. But when I mean leader, I mean they all are very, very young. Um, mm. So what are we missing? You know, if you'd have put JJ Watt in there, mm, yeah, is that just elevating that that uh, that defense? Because it's not just um, pure athletic and raw talent of Chase Young putting the pressure on. It's teaching Chase Young how to position the the defenders, how and like sweat as well, like reading the the game and reading the plays as they go on they've 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 is there that old fantastic back mm. that knows the game that's teaching them and showing them you know your 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 Ray Lewis your Troy Polamaru your JJ Watt they that when you look at big defenses and defenses that have carried teams they've had that person on there yeah. that's brought all these bodies that embodies that team and just and just sort of teaches these youngsters, and then mm. they take over. You know, mm. then they take over from what they've learned at training and stuff like that. And it's not just about doing your job well, is it? You know, it's not about raw athletic talent off the mm. edge, putting pressure on the court uh, on the quarterback. Yes, that's great defending, but it only works. If you're all singing off the same hymn sheet, you're all seeing the same thing. Uh, and when there is lots of youngsters that are fresh out of college, they're being taught lots of different things from um, lots of different coaches. You know, you, Ryan Day or Debu, uh, Dabu Sweeney or whatever, Nick Saban, wherever these people have come from, they all coach very, very differently. So um, what, what are you listening to? What's what's Now you're in the NFL. Who's who's your guide now? Who's teaching you what? Because you were the best player at your college. You were the leader. No mm. one was better than you. You were bringing on the the recruits from high school, showing them how to play NCAA football. It's it's different. So they, I think, are they missing a, a big veteran name that's been there and done it? Not well, obviously. The, the only one that comes to mind to me that was in trade con trade talks that he was wanting to get out, which he won't be now was Chandler Jones. I that which he wouldn't probably start, you don't feel like when you look at them names, but if you had traded for someone like him for example from the Cardinals because that was only just before the season where he was like I want out I'm getting I want I want to get traded but them rumors were coming out. 
Now he ain't gonna be leaving anywhere now. Now they're five and zero. He's like, oh no, I'm sticking here for the long. I'm sticking here for the time being. But do you think there is a player out there that they could maybe look at bringing in? Um, I've not really looked at it. There's there's always gonna no, be no. There's, there's always gonna be room to uh, look at a trade. Um, but you you run the risk then of bringing someone in with um, maybe a high salary cap from them that might not help them. It might just mm. be that this team needs time. Like we said, we've said that Ron Rivera is the right guy to take this defense forward. Mm. We know they've got the right pieces in um, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. And Chase Young has the ability to become that leader. But it, I think it's going to take time. Um, and I think they will bounce back. Uh, from this, but it, it is is disappointing to watch with the expectation that we had of them. Do you think that's the problem, though? Is that you, we talked about this in the, in the first episode we did this year? We talked about what we're looking forward to, and I said defense, defense. I love defense, and we talked about sack leaders and people who are going to be really coming into their own this year. And you said you said Montez Sweat's my guy this year. He's not P one people are talking about, but he is going to be electric. I would say, well, I said Chase, I said, of course, Chase Young's going to be in the conversation as well. These guys are not, they're not in the conversation with top 10 edge rushers or even maybe top 20 edge rushers this season yet. I mean, they could they could have a turnaround. But it's the problem that with last year, was last year an anomaly, not the consistency now? Though we believed, looking at it, that, okay, we've seen what this team can be. Now it's, to, now it's going to be progressing the consistency of it. Was that maybe just the anomaly and that this team really just had a very good year last year? No, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily uh, an anomaly. I think it's more when you get guys fresh out of college and Montez Sweat didn't, I don't, I'm sure he played a lot in his first year. So I think when when you uh, you look at his first proper season, it was that season with, with Chase Young. Um, you've got a point to prove when you're fresh out of college and you've got the, the bit between your teeth and and you are the adrenaline's going to be high every game because you're an NFL player. The second mm. year is about then harnessing that and learning the NFL. You can't you can't get away. Like I said, you can't get away with just raw talent. And because they are so young, I think they're is their oldest defender like on the on that front seven like twenty six. That's like first. Um, I think Matt and Ionidis is twenty nine. If he's a star, but is he a star? Yeah, he's not really a star. Starter, I, think, I think you probably look at 26 as their old eldest one. Um, and like I say, it's 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 just the case of like, like I said, do do they need that that older veteran? It might be slower, mm. might not play many snaps. Why don't you just get someone in that is only there to play 40% of the snaps, mm. but on the coaching field? Is teaching you the veteran moves, is, mm. is showing you uh, what to be looking at in the NFL. Because you're not looking at the same... When you're looking at the offense and you're looking at, at the reads, they're not the same as college mm. at all. Um, and you need someone who's seen everything. And that, and that's that that's worth its weight in gold, even if you bring on someone that's might be a little bit banged up, might be a bit injured, might, might, might their best, best days are past them. But they're worth their weight in gold probably on the training field, as long as yeah. they're, a, they're a massive name. And I think it's just about going, right, do we need to pick maybe a linebacker or is Chase Young the guy? 
we're going to develop them into the leader. Um, and they need, they, you all need, we've seen this with Kyler Murray. Um, I know it's a different position, but you need more than two years before you're written off. You need, mm-hmm. you know, your first year, great. You can have a great year. Your second year, you need to build. Oh, have you? I don't know. Your third year, you know, put those things into practice. I think it takes you maybe back end of three, four years to truly know whether you're NFL ready. You know, Josh Allen wasn't fantastic straight off the bat either. It took him a while to to develop into what he is today. And I think that's the case with these big stars that they've got there. You need someone to to show them and it take it was going to take them a little time. So yeah, I agree. Put some money into that offense and stick with this defense. Yes, it's been disappointing. I think it will bounce back with the names that are on it. And they showed us enough in year one that they can build on it. So um, I'm not going to worry too much that they have been so disappointing because they, they they need time with how young they are. I think there's a, a future of it is quite foggy in Washington at the minute and we shall see what happens moving forward. Um, that's all we've got time for. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you, Andrew, for joining me once again. Um, we'll be back uh, this week with the fantasy show and back with the Sunday preview shows, which we haven't been doing recently because obviously the Tottenham games have been going to them, not being at home to be able to do the preview shows. Um, again, Andrew, thank you for coming on. Thank you, everyone, for watching and your continued support. Like and subscribe the video. Scroll to our YouTube account. Follow us on social media. Really appreciate it. Just uh, before we go... Um, massively important thing of uh, this week, me and Andrew played in fantasy football against each other in the fantasy league and uh, I beat him. Um, So long may the reign of King Freddy continue. I'm now on a winning streak of one. So uh, yeah, I'll be winning the league in in no time. So just to put all your minds ease out out there who has been watching the fantasy show. Um, See you all next week. Have a great week. Cheers again.